When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, it's Monica, and today you guys are going to learn about five English idioms that you can use in your everyday English conversations. Now, if you guys have been learning English for any period of time, then you know how important it is to learn English idioms. They are a part of everyday English conversations. They're a staple. So understanding and using them will help you guys to improve your ability to communicate effectively and naturally with other speakers. Idioms often reflect cultural attitudes and values, so learning them can help provide a deeper insight into the cultural context in which they are used. So you guys will probably come across any of these idioms, whether you're watching a movie, a a TV series, or just speaking in your natural English conversations. So the first idiom that we're going to look at is music to my ears. Now think about this really quickly before I go into the explanation. Usually when we put on music, it's music that we want to hear, right? It's something that we enjoy hearing. So another way of saying music to my ears is wonderful news, something that you are happy to hear about, something that your ears are excited to listen to. So let's give an example with this. Let's say that you guys are taking an English test. You take the English test, you think you did well, you you feel like you did well, and then you get the test back and you see, oh my gosh, I did so well. I got such a high score. So you go back and you tell your family, your friends, whoever, and their response could be, oh my gosh, congratulations. This is music to my ears. You did so well. Congratulations. So it's something positive, something good, something that you want to hear. Now, if you guys are listening to me on Spotify, there, I'm going to leave a comment section open and I want you guys to leave me a message there. Okay, maybe using this idiomatic expression or another one that we'll go through in this lesson, but try to create a sentence using this idiom music to my ears. Okay, so this second one also has to do with music. And this is uh, called, we say, face the music. Face the music. Now, this is something very different from wonderful news or from something, you know, fun that we want to hear. Instead, face the music is used with consequences of actions and accepting the consequences. So let's go back to the example of you took a test in English, but this time you didn't study at all. Not only did you not study, but 
you knew that the information that was going to be on the test was something that you weren't even like familiar with. So you take the test, you don't have a good feeling, you get the test back and well, you didn't do well. Now you have to face the music. You have to tell your parents, let's just say you're younger, right? You're in school, whatever. But you all know what it's like. Even if you're a grown adult, you know what it's like. You're a kid. You didn't do well on a test. Now you have to face the music. You have to go tell your parents and you know that they're going to be so upset. They may even ground you. You may even get in trouble, right? But you have to face the music. So Again, this one is used with accepting the consequences of an action, and it's usually negative, like always, always, it's like used in like a negative way. And another quick example we can say is, Tom broke his mother's laptop, so he had to face the music and tell her what happened. So that is just another way of writing it. Again, if you guys are on Spotify, you can create a sentence using this expression, face the music, and you can write it in the little comment box on this episode. Okay, so this next one has doesn't have anything to do with music this time. It actually has to do with books. So if you enjoy reading, then you might want to add this to your you know, your vault of idioms. And it is to read someone like a book. Read someone like a book. So you can say, read him like a book or read her like a book. And what this means is to understand what someone is thinking by their body language. So by the way that they're acting when something is going on. So for example, you can say, I knew she didn't like the shirt I bought her by the expression on her face because I can read her like a book. So I'm basically saying I bought my friend or whoever she is a shirt and right away I could see she didn't like it because of her actions, by her body language, by the way that she reacted. And usually when you can read someone like a book, it's someone that you're pretty close to. Like it's someone that you know fairly well or that you've had some interactions with to know how that person acts, what that person's facial expressions look like when they do or don't like something. So if you can read someone like a book, then you can read that person's person's body language extremely well. Okay, here is another expression, expression number four, which also has to do with books. So again, if you guys like to read or you enjoy books, then make sure that you memorize these or try to use them in your conversations. Um, so we can say that someone does everything by the book. What this means is that they follow all the rules. They do everything exactly as expected, they do everything by the book. Your boss or your manager probably wants all of their employees to do everything by the book, although some employees don't want to do everything by the book. They'd rather do it their way, and sometimes that doesn't go so well. So Julie is very careful at work. She does everything by the book. 
She doesn't break rules. She doesn't do anything wrong. She does things the way that they are expected to be done. So see how you guys could create a sentence using the expression to do everything by the book. And then here is another idiom that you can use with a lot of things. Um, And it is to make a scene, make a scene, which is like an unnecessary fuss or like an unnecessary action. A lot of the times when we're out, little kids will make a scene. Like sometimes they'll like cry a lot and or they'll throw themselves on the the floor. We call that throwing a tantrum. Um, You know, especially when they're in the grocery store, they're out too long. Maybe they're tired. And parents hate when kids make a scene. When they're out, they make a scene. Sometimes it could be a couple, like fighting. One of the, the, you know, the girl in the relationship or whatever might say, oh my gosh, to her husband or boyfriend, stop making a scene. You're embarrassing me. Don't make a scene. So make a scene. That means to like make a fuss or do something that calls the attention of other people, but it's it's not a good thing. Like it's negative. You don't want to make a scene. You don't want to be the person involved with someone else who is making a scene and you certainly don't want to be that person. A lot of the times those people will end up being like just so embarrassed. I personally can't really remember the last time that I was in a situation or that I saw someone else making a scene. I could just think of like a kid crying like nonstop at the grocery store, you know, and then the mom being really embarrassed. But, you know, it happens. I mean, kids get tired. They don't want to be at the grocery store. So oftentimes, yeah, they'll make a scene. Now, I wanted to read some of the responses that I've gotten you guys from you guys on my Spotify. So again, if you are listening to this podcast on a different app, you won't be able to see any of the questions or the polls that I have posted on Spotify. It's totally free to download, totally free to listen to my podcast. But I did ask a question um, in my one of my previous podcasts for the beginner conversation. And the question that I asked was, what language do you think in? And let's see. So 32% of you guys, there were 78 of you guys that voted. So 78 votes. It is now closed, um, but I usually have them for like a week. And 32% of you guys said that you think in your native language. 67% of you guys said that you think in English. So that's actually like way more than half. So 53% of you, or sorry, 53 of you said that you think in English and 25 said that they think in their native language, which is actually really impressive. Um, In the beginner conversation episode, I did talk quite a bit about thinking in English and how to think in English. So if you guys haven't listened to that episode, be sure to listen to it. I can also make more episodes talking about like how you guys can listen in English. So I thought that was really interesting and I did want to share that with you guys. And then I did ask and you know, a lot of you guys responded with yes, obviously, but I did ask like, hey, would you guys like to start thinking in English? And all, all of you guys answered yes, of course. Um, someone, Jonathan, said right now. So it makes me think either 
he would like to start right now or he's already doing that right now. So anyways, I really enjoy the interaction that we can have on a podcast. I actually think it's really cool what Spotify has done with that. So again, if you guys would like to participate in commenting or, or you know, voting in some of the polls, just download Spotify. You can find my podcast. It's Learn English with Teacher Monica. And be sure to follow me. You guys can follow me on Spotify and um, yeah, I've got lots more lessons coming. And if there's anything else that you guys would like to learn about, again, you can leave me a comment and I am more than happy to create lessons for you guys. Until next time, I will talk to you soon.